this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about prophets. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess. Got it. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast to empower, encourage, and support you on your journey through womanhood. I'm Kelly Hickey, Women's Empowerment Specialist and Director of Strong Women Co., a multi-service women's empowerment business that's here to help you be your strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook for daily doses of positivity, inspiration, and encouragement. And if you are on Facebook, you can join our Strong Women Co. Tribe. It's totally free. Uh, Women from all over are helping and supporting each other. And I do free giveaways. I do a Life Tip Tuesday video and more. Uh, Join us. And you can uh, check out strongwomenco.com for some of our services. And I do say some uh, because it is some of our services. I think this is what a lot of... uh, entrepreneurs are kind of doing now as a lot of things are happening on Facebook and Instagram and um, when you have my kind of business where it's a lot of responsive a lot of just dealing with what people's needs are uh, that the updating the website isn't necessarily the biggest priority <laughs> um, so definitely connect on Facebook and Instagram um, for the day-to-day stuff but you can check out strongwomenco.com for some of our services but I, I do really love doing custom um, program services and workshops for uh, people workplaces and organizations so a lot of what I do um, are people who come to me and it's like you know Kelly I really want to work with you really love to have you in do this workshop uh you know what's available and i listen to the needs of the organization or the workplace um or in, in some kinds of situations friend circles because sometimes people have uh have a group of friends to get together and then it's a nice excuse to kind of do something that um is productive and fun um and actually uh, i'm thinking about uh, a woman a few weeks ago contacted me she was a single mom and if you're listening shout out to you sister mad make love and she's a single mom she said you know kelly um I, mean, I don't have a lot of money, but I, you know, I really could use some help. And I was like, girlfriend, I am here for you. And I was like, how much money you got? <laughs> and she told me and I was like, cool, this is what we're going to do for that. And um, uh, it's working out great. And that's one of my favorite things to do is just to meet people where they are. Um, I've got all kinds of uh, worksheets, programs, lessons, uh, meditations all those things that are all ready to go um and just kind of looking at ways to or custom ways to to help people be their happiest healthiest and strongest selves um and i'm here for you um on that um oh i wanted to mention the theme song so uh, if you're a longtime listener, uh, you may have heard me talk about the theme song uh, when we first started listening, but uh, I haven't in a while. That is Goddess by Iggy Azalea, um, and it's only maybe like a third of the song is actually the intro, but I know a lot of people love it. <laughs> a lot of people have been asking me what song it is, so that's that's what it is. And I have to say, guys, I cannot even believe it. Uh, this is one year of radio show podcasting for me and the Strong Women Power Half Hour and um i can't i'm surprised but i'm also like it just feels like you know riding a bike now when i sit down in the studio 
and uh, uh, pull up the chair and set up the mic, put on the theme song and just dive on in. But I can look back at myself a year ago of how nervous I was and uh, how I was um, just really didn't know what I was doing and just kind of like going on a feeling. Um, and now um, I can see how far I've come. And I just wanted to kind of point that out in your own path. Maybe you can see something that um, used to kind of stress you out used to feel really alien or uncomfortable, but now you can do it without even thinking. Um, you know, mamahood comes to mind. That's something that certainly stressed me out, uh, the thought of it um, and uh, before it happened and everything that kind of went along with it. But now there's so much that's like just like breathing and second nature. Um, it could be everything for if you start a new job or a new position or, you know, maybe um, you have social anxiety or you had it. I just want you to look at in the last year how far you've come so may last year 2018 what were you doing and uh thinking back now to that 2018 version of yourself what what would you say to her what what piece of advice what encouragement um what support would you give her to let her know that you know you're doing great uh you're gonna be fine and um anything that's stressing you out right now the vast majority of it is going to be gone or dissipated or totally changed uh within a year so i think it's really helpful to kind of get that perspective get our feet on the ground and think about how far uh, we really do go and how far we've come each of us uh, on our path of healing and growing and evolving and let's also remember that everything, everything, everything is progress. Uh, I just left a, a pop-up shop I had at Lee York Kids, which is a local amazing space that um, it's it's a kind of like a, a chill atmosphere with like a play structure for kids. And it's a great place for, I mean, there's some dads, but it's mostly moms to kind of come together and talk and have some like really good coffee. Thank you, Jen, for your good coffee that you have there. Um, and it was just so wonderful to be around all those moms here right before I came into the studio to do uh, record this show and it just really fed into the topic of today's show uh, the topic of today's show mothers and others let's celebrate all the nurturers uh, and we'll get into that in uh, in just a moment this is a super important topic for me um, I want this to be a podcast for for all women um, you know if you have procreated it or not um, this is like a time for us to celebrate this beautiful part of, of womanhood of the nurturing the loving the giving this per this wonderful part of our humanity that allows us to continue living and thriving and uh, it's really important for us to look at all the nurturers in our lives um, and some of those will be our mothers and most of them will be other people so as we come upon Mother's Day you may be listening uh, it might be coming up or it might have just happened uh, but let's think about that those beautiful nurturing souls that make our lives better that make our lives possible uh and that that bring you know so much joy and uh connection uh and hope to us but before we get into the topic of the show let's gather our whole selves up we're gonna do three breaths together just keep going nice and easy breath until i tell you to breathe in so these breaths, they're going to be nice full breaths in your lungs and we're going to hold and then we're going to let it out with sighs. We're breathing in through our nose, hold and then breathing out through our mouths. 
And this is a beautiful part of the podcast, one of my favorite parts, because it helps me to gather myself and gather everything. You know, I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a partner, I'm a friend. I sit on volunteer boards. I got a lot on the go. So um, like most women, I know I have many multi-task uh, lists going on in my head in any moment, even if I'm talking into the mic and talking to you guys until I take these breaths. So wherever you are, if you can close your eyes, please do so. And we're going to breathe in nice, gentle, and steady in through our nose. Breathe all that oxygen into our lungs. Just breathe normally for a moment. This always helps me. Uh, that first breath calms my body down. And this next one, I want you to consciously pick up any traces of yourself that you may have left today, yesterday, earlier in the week. Gather your whole self up, all of your energy, all of your essence, all of who you are in this one concise, beautiful package that is you and we're breathing in through our nose hold and out through your mouth <sighs> now for this last one nice and big with a little extra long hold breathing in through the nose hold All right, let's do this. All right, so mothers and others, let's celebrate all the nurturers so in this time of the year we're often um thinking about mothers and what that means of course with mother's day popping up and i really wanted to do uh to talk about this because it's such an important topic in women's communities uh, there's often this kind of almost almost divide between mothers and non-mothers and some of the non-mothers may feel excluded when uh, talking about these things because you know we do have kind of kind of different realities but you know I, I wanted to kind of bring us all together and to recognize all of our community and all of our village that it takes um, to to raise our children to raise ourselves to to keep us going and I wanted to kind of throw it back to kind of ancient times of understanding and celebrating and acknowledging and revering uh, all the nurturers um, in our lives. Of course, you know, in ancient times, our tribes had all kinds of different mothers and aunties and, and you know, friends and all that. And, and the nurturers uh, were celebrated and revered and because it takes a, ch a village. Uh, and there are many, many ways to nurture and mother. And, you know, maybe maybe you don't have children yourself, but maybe you're like the work mom, you know, or, or a cat mom or a dog mom or, you know, it's, it's all about the the love you're giving and and maybe you've chosen to not have kids which I totally get by the way 
in my late 20s, I was strongly considering uh, getting my tubes tied because I thought for sure I didn't want to have children. Um, I didn't want to continue a, a cycle of um, uh, abuse that um, seemed to happen a lot with um, uh, my family. Um, and it wasn't until I had done a lot of healing and all that that I even uh, softened to the idea at all. Plus, I'm an ambitious gal. And, you know, the uh, in my mothering kinds of years, in my late 20s and my early 30s, um, I was seeing to my career and I was I was uh, nurturing that relationship and growing growing my career and my reputation and and organizations that I was uh, working with and and doing all that so there's all kinds of these different ways of mothering and there isn't you don't have to necessarily grow a child in your belly and um, uh, and, and, and give birth to it to be a mom to be a mother there's so many different things when we talk about this ancient kind of idea of, of uh, our womanhood, and it often goes back to uh, a women's life cycle is what's talked about. And if you want to talk about like the triple goddess or whatever, so what that is, um, is often seen like three different phases of the moon. And um, so it usually starts off, the first phase is maiden. So it's like you can you can also include like divine girl child but you know like kind of like teenage you like your maiden kind of time uh, and then it goes in the, into the the second act is the mother and this includes all kinds of ways that you can mother and then in the third act is the crone stage um, and each stage is so beautiful and has um, you know multifaceted complexities and challenges and um, joys and, you know, it's funny, actually, I, I just posted on a Strong Woman Co. this week an amazing video that um, uh, actor and comedian, writer, uh, woman extraordinary Mary Walsh did talking about how thrilled she was to finally, this is my language, but be in her crone stage of like being an older woman where her life is actually hers now. She's not living for other people. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm like looking forward to my crone stage and thinking about the maiden stage, you know, when you can kind of do whatever you wanted to and you didn't have the same kind of responsibilities. And so then we have this kind of center part of our lives, this mother kind of section of our lives. And it could be, you know, you're mothering uh, your business or a volunteer organization or your career or uh, you know there's tons of things that your life's work um, that you can mother and still be in that that beautiful second act of your life seeing to and and uh, tending to maybe you have like a you know a really big garden or there's so many different ways to um, exercise these motherly kinds of instincts that we do have and you know uh, with that with that being said say maiden mother and crone those being the three kinds of phases and us realizing there's many ways to be each of those um, uh, phases in our lives and to to exercise what each of those means uh, I want to bring it back to you know our current reality of you know Mother's Day coming up or it just happened um, and like you know what does that mean for you because we have as a society put such a strict you know this is what a mother is kind of this is what a mother should be kind of category and then there's also this kind of um, uh, negative undertones of if you're a woman who has chosen or can't or doesn't want to or doesn't have a partner uh, to have children then somehow you're some kind of deficit and I just want to like like kick that to the absolute curb and that's just misogyny right that's just another way to make women feel bad about their glorious amazing woman selves and um uh you know i want to talk about the complexity of the word mother a little bit and then the mother's day itself and because we have had these very strict ideals 
of what a mother is. Um, it, it, we can often have very uh, complex feelings for uh, what it is or w what our relationship is with our mother. Um, and uh, a lot of us can have uh, a, a lot of mixed feelings with the day of Mother's Day. And I will uh, say personally, um, you know, I have... Um, three and a half year old little girl literally life light of my life uh but you know i'm actually a better business person because of because of her um but like personally it's only become a positive day like mother's day has only become a positive day for me since i became a mother myself um, because I had such a complicated relationship with my mother and it was actually Mother's Day used to be uh, when we were growing up it was the most stressful day of the year and it was stressful because we knew uh, what we whatever we did it it was likely not going to make our mother happy it wasn't going to be enough so it felt like this huge deficit kind of day so for it's been a huge healing uh, transition for me to turn Mother's Day into something positive and I tried to make sure that um, I have very kind of reasonable, uh, easygoing expectations uh, when it comes to um, on that day. Uh, so because I don't want it to be stressful on my partner and, uh, and child or anyone else around me. But maybe you're like me. Maybe you have a compl complicated relationship uh, with your mother. By the way, that's very stressful. Even just looking for a Mother's Day card used to be extremely stressful for me because I'm very authentic and can't even fake it if I tried but none of the cards in the freaking store would ever seem to fit or feel congruent um, uh, for for my mother so it was extremely stressful usually multi-trip card stores uh, that I would have to do to get something that felt true so that's stressful and time-consuming not not positive I can tell you for the most part uh, maybe you've been wanting to be a mother but it hasn't happened yet and so this day comes around and you're like oh you know it can bring you sadness maybe you just had a miscarriage maybe you had to have an abortion and it's, it's bringing up things for you uh, you know, uh, there's there's all of these different kinds of reasons for Mother's Day to ha be this mixed bag for us. Maybe your mother has passed or is far away and, and, and this day makes you sad. Uh, so I just want to acknowledge all of that. I want to I want to acknowledge all of the the very complex but important feelings around this day. And I'd like to recalibrate this day to celebrate all the mothers and the aunties and the friends and the neighbors all the people that that bring us together that um nurture us and feed us and take care of us and make sure we're safe or watch out for us um all, all of the people who you know brighten up our day who help us through the hard times who offer well, i mean what we're talking about really like uh, is the goddess kind of energy and the goddess energy is uh, one of the easiest ways to describe it especially in motherly terms we talk about the kuan yin energy the goddess kuan yin um from from asia uh but she's celebrated you know the whole world over and the if you've heard my podcast before i've heard talk definitely talked about kuan yin and her like she's the goddess of love and compassion but mostly what it really feels like is this beautiful motherly energy um, that that's kind of like you're taking care of almost like a uh, an energy of like being held into a bosom <laughs> is what I think like Kuan Yin is it's okay girl like that's a, it's, it's okay so it's just like you know when I call in Kuan Yin when I'm having a hard time which I do 
Um, and like Kuan Yin helped me with this. Kuan Yin, what do I do? Uh, and I do have a Kuan Yin card set that I use very, you know, very specifically um, when I want to tap into that beautiful mother energy. And, you know, uh, it, it's, it's very special to tap into that and acknowledge that kind of loving energy but when I do uh, really connect to that mother energy I kind of feel like I'm sitting in Kuan Yin's lap she's got me all nuzzled in she like kisses me on the forehead strokes my face and says it's gonna be okay you know like that kind of like wonderful feeling that you know the mother or the motherly energy that uh, may have shown up literally in your life from your mother or a neighbor or an aunt or a friend or a teacher you know that that kind of like I think you can likely just recall some kind of person in your life that offered that beautiful I'm gonna take care of you you're okay in this moment kind of energy um, and, and that's that's the kind of energy that I want to honor and acknowledge and respect and celebrate on this day of, of, of this time of Mother's Day. So celebrating the mothers and others, the all, all of the nurturers, and each of us has our place. Each of us has a role uh, in our communities, has a role in our lives, you know, and is that's not, I haven't even gotten into the topic of mothering yourself right it's one of the the one of the best things i ever learned in my entire life was how to mother myself and i took responsibility for mothering myself because who else is going to do it right so just like and i'm a better mother to everyone else out in the world and yeah i have a biological child and a puppy dog um uh, but I also have like so many friends and just different uh, clients and I can tell you like that's my nurturing energy comes out to deal with and help and support and encourage and problem solve with with those my clients that is my motherly energy that is me being uh, motherly to them and I guarantee you you are motherly to people in your life even if you might not necessarily feel like you're the a typical nurturer there's no woman I have met that doesn't have uh, some kind of nurturing at her core. Um, and, you know, a lot of us have been through trauma, so it might be complicated. But there's this this beautiful uh, nature of, of nurturing that we have that um, literally got us through surviving you know back in the ancient times in the pre-patriarchal times before we um uh were in the pre-patriarchal times we celebrated women the life givers and mother earth and during those times we celebrated the nurturer uh, the word for um, matriarchy has now, in, in many schools of thought, has now been included where it's not the opposite of patriarchy. It's not that women were on top and objectified and um, uh, dehumanized men. That has not happened in any society that has been found. Um, so a lot of researchers who were male researchers and archaeologists said, oh, well, there mustn't have been any matriarchies. And it's like, uh, no, that's not true at all. And we can look at a lot of our indigenous cultures, uh, a lot of uh, tribal cultures that still exist that do um, interact and um, operate through a matriarchy and so really what makes a matriarchy a matriarchy is that um, the nurturing and and life-giving and um, the people who make us thrive that is what is held in highest esteem 
right? Or not even just the people who make us thrive, Mother Earth. So it's the things that, that nurture us, that feed us, that, that help us live and continue life so that life goes on in the never-ending cycle, right, of, of, of life and the spiral of life. That is what the matriarchy, um, matriarchal societies treasure and hold dear is this nurturing piece because it was literally the nurturers, the mothers, the aunties, the, the anyone who was nurturing that kept us alive, that, that allowed our species to continue, that allowed us to evolve. And so there was so much value and so much importance to the multifaceted ways to nurture and give and, and live. And like, you know, a, a lot of people um, nowadays are having um, issues with um, uh, fertility or lack of fertility. Um, and, you know, this is not new right like there was always uh generations where there were women even if they were you know um in heterosexual uh um relationships where they did you know have um intercourse there was a lot of of of, of women and 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 couples throughout the years who um have not um, who didn't get, get uh, pregnant. And so what did they do? You know, and that's where the aunties come in. And, and that's where, like, you know, some of my most special memories growing up were of my aunts, the biological or otherwise. I'm using this word auntie in kind of like the vernacular. The, the yes, it could be biological, but it also could mean uh, you know, the, the, your mom's friend who, uh, you know, has been around for 20 years or who, you know, t the, the mom's friend who takes you out to, um, movies and pizza every couple of months, or, you know, th this is a very special relationships. These are relationships, um, where the kids feel supported and, uh, encouraged and they feel like they have someone else to go to. That is, that is a mothering energy. And that is an important, beautiful energy that should be loved and respected and honored. And I don't want anyone else to feel, I don't want them to feel excluded. I don't want anyone to feel on the outside. Because if you are a nurturer, which if you're listening to this, I know you are. I know you are. If you're a nurturer, we're all on the same team. We're all on the same team of mothers and others. And, you know, in one part of my life, I was an other and I still was given the love and, and, you know, uh, had, a, had a lot of value to society in that way. And, and, uh, you know, I know you do too, at whatever you are in your, your life, uh, cycle in your stage, whatever's happening for you in this life. Um, let, you know, just let that kind of love enter your own heart and acknowledge that every bit of nurturing you're giving out has, uh, it's like a pebble in the pond, right? You throw it and it just, it just emits love in, in bigger, more beautiful ways that you can't even fathom. And if we were a society that celebrated and revered the life givers and the nurturers the way we once did, the way we had to, to survive. If we were a society that celebrated and loved mothers and others for those amazing uh, things that they bring to our lives, we wouldn't have the state of the world we have right now. We would not have the same wars, probably no wars. We wouldn't be exploiting Mother Earth in the same way because the Mother, mother Earth is our mother. In every language, mother is, uh, the earth is, is female. In, in nature, is, is la nature in, in France, in, in, in any of the um, uh, old European languages. So like, this is a, this is a, a feminine thing. Uh, is, and where do we get everything we need to live? 
from Mother Earth, right? And in, in ancient times, there was a beautiful known connection between the life givers that were looked like human and then the life giver that was the land, the mountains, the sky, the rivers, uh, and, and even the animals and that we are all the mother's children. Right, and that's another beautiful thing that we're all in this kind of beautiful uh, umbrella of uh, being children of the goddess, being children of Mother Earth, and of course, Mother Earth and goddess are, are synonyms for for a lot of people. But I really wanted to take this time to celebrate and acknowledge all of the love that's been given, uh, you know, especially to children, because of course, these are the things that are extremely formative. Uh, that occur um, and then also like how mothering can look in different ways and at different p phases in your life and you know um, if you're if you're a mother it's uh, it's kind of just this innate beauty um, uh, nurturing in, in inside of you um, which will take on different kinds of um, um, I don't want to say masks but it takes on different kinds of forms and if we could just kind of <laughs> get back to the it takes a village kind of reality I think there would be a lot less pressure on mothers and a lot less pressure on um, those people who have chosen or can't uh, procreate um, to adhere to this very you know very specific um, patriarchal nuclear family model where you're supposed to be able to have your children you're supposed to have children and you're supposed to be able to have children and you're supposed to um, have them biologically with no um, help but it's like please please let's throw off all of those labels let's throw off all of those presupposed um, ideas and um, let's let's bring in more appreciation and love for all of the nurturers in our lives so when I think about when you when I talk about the nurturers in your lives besides your own mother who do you think of what comes up for you and when it comes to your own mother or your own children how do you see that nurturing you know even with my very complex relationship with my mother there was still small bits of really beautiful nurturing in there that I'm very appreciative for because that then taught me um, how to how to love in that kind of physical way right and that's often what um, uh, a lot of us uh, need as children right we need to be hugged and held and if you need to be hugged and held, um, why not reach out to some of your Kuan Yin friends, right? Why, why not? Or, or, or if you're feeling like some of your friends need to be hugged or held, you be the Kuan Yin and you reach out to them. You be the, the mother energy in their lives and just watch them grow. And some, so many times I'll go out with um, mother friends and uh, especially if it's a, a mother, a new mom or a mom that has a, a baby a year young or year younger. And now with my three and a half year old, like I'm just there to listen. <laughs> like I will offer Tanya advice. Like I went through this too. I remember how hard this was. I remember, no, I was also losing my mind. And yeah, no, I'll, I'll offer those things and just like solidarity and camaraderie. But I'm there to listen. And that's what so many moms do need is someone to listen. So there's so many different ways for us to be nurturing, for us to love one another, for us to open up our hearts and to, to embody that Kuan Yin motherly uh, nature. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful kind of, um, we're in uncharted territory, right? Like we, the topics and, and ideas of, and titles of mother and father and all these things were so super strict. But the reality is, you know, the most people, uh, most uh, families in um, 
the Western civilizations now, uh, it's over just a little over half are from divorced families. So we don't have the same kind of nuclear family idea uh, that we used to. So in, in reality, so there's a lot of and then when that comes, whenever we shred these like, you know, societal norms that keep us in these boxes, whenever we shred that, that's always a good thing so that we can learn to value and uh, identify the different parts of ourselves uh, that may have um, uh, not fit exactly into those boxes and uh, to, to allow us to be our true selves and to love in our true selves kind of way. And that may be your mother, that may be that, you know, you've got friends that you see too, or there may be um, you know, you volunteer at an, um, an old folks home or, you know, um, you uh, volunteer at your SPCA. Like there's so many different ways for us to show love. And love is just like oxygen. You, the, we need it for the inhale and we also exhale it. So the giving of love is, is just as important as, as the receiving. So I will say, especially to all the mothers and others out there, if you are giving love, which I know you are, uh, also remember to open that beautiful heart of yours to receive that gorgeous, gorgeous love. Uh, and it's because it, it's here for you. And, you know, part of your responsibility as a woman is to receive the love that is here for you and to, to break down those walls. And if you got walls, girl, I understand. And if you got walls, I've not met a woman who has walls up for no reason. Okay, there's always a reason. And I respect your reason and, and I acknowledge your reason. But breaking those walls down so you can let uh, that love in so you're not just giving, 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 right? Because you can't, it's, an, it's no good um, uh, to just give. You'll feel depleted. So you need to open up and, and receive that motherly love. And if you are in a situation where, you know, maybe you're down and out, maybe you're transitioning through groups of friends, maybe you just moved somewhere and you hardly know anybody. If, if any of those cases, oh, shout out to you, sister. Definitely join our tribe. Reach out on Facebook um, and connect. Uh, this is your invitation to do so. And uh, if you are alone, and I have been in these situations, trust me, this is when you can reach out to the goddess. You can, you can call her Kuan Yin, you can call her goddess, you can say whatever word, you, you could even use uh, universe. Um, I used the words mother multiverse before I got into the, like the whole, um, uh, got, before I got comfortable with the word goddess. Um, but there is a loving energy out there for you. Uh, I actually had a client uh, in, uh, earlier this week and she had been through a lot um, and uh, she admitted that uh, she was, um, uh, had had um, a lot of stress and um, a, a lot of situations in and out of hospital. Um, and But what I, I was witnessing before my very eyes was her own spiritual awakening. And so she started to talk to me about, um, you know, this faith she's had and, and in the universe. And, and you know, uh, she, it was kind of like an intellectual thing first, which I also totally get. And then, um, but lately, um, she's been feeling this huge motherly love from the universe and this motherly love that her mother wasn't able to give her and I just I was like oh I was just in awe of like witnessing this awakening and helping her with the language and concepts and sending her off with a little like women's impairment goddess loop bag I'm like okay well this is the original trinity of the goddess birth death and rebirth and going through it through it all because I do believe that many of us are awakening to that 
gorgeous energy, that beautiful motherly energy, even if, maybe particularly if, we didn't get that motherly love from our mothers. And in our society, in Western society, we were taught if we didn't get this from our mothers, it was because we were at some kind of deficit or we, you know, didn't deserve that love and, you know, just throwing all that out the window. And um, it's really interesting to see who is stepping into kind of this love and acknowledging this, this motherly love of the universe. Um, and uh, it's, 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 it's people and women of all walks of life. Some people would call it the divine feminine rising. Yeah, sure. That, that makes total sense because the divine feminine would be this kind of this maker, this creator, this loving, this nurturing feeling that we are all connected to. And it's, it's kind of like, it's like we're just finally cleaning out our ears. <laughs> Maybe it's more like cleaning out our third eye or something or our hearts, but we are, we are opening up to this love and so much that, um, you know, people all over the world, and I've talked to all kinds of different coaches and spiritual leaders and business uh, operators, you know, everything, people who deal with uh, this kind of spiritual awakening and everybody's talking about the huge difference in even a year of people just kind of like waking up and connecting and kind of like feeling this beautiful motherly goddess love. And, uh, you know, if you're like, oh, Kelly, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you getting on with? Like, I understand and respect that uh, everybody's going to be in a different place. But um, if you would like to connect to that uh, goddess energy and that goddess uh, motherly love, I, I would uh, suggest just kind of like farting around on the internet, do some Googling, um, look up the Divine Feminine, look up uh, women's circles in your area. Uh, there's all kinds of things you can do online now. Um, and I think that this is something that we really should, um, I say use the word should, we really could um, uh, use right now in this world to help us make sense and help us rebuild the world that's falling apart and to rebuild it in loving terms where we acknowledge and appreciate and celebrate all the nurturers, the mothers and others who help make our lives better, who, who bring us into the world, who take care of us, uh, and to love and celebrate that womanhood in that piece of the nurturing and the loving and the caring and the giving. And that's pretty much what the goddess is, right? Is so much about um, helping us through and guiding us and loving us. And not to, not to mention, you know, there, of course, there's, there's complicated parts of the, the dark mother and, and, and dark goddesses and all of that. And we'll get into that on another, uh, another podcast. But uh, this, I want to talk about the Kuan Yin energy of the, the motherly, the goddess. Because I think, you know, personally for me, um, it was when I was pregnant, um, and, and I felt lateral to the universe, lateral to God or the goddess, because I was creator. And that was a big deal. And it was it was uh, pretty um, eye opening and heart opening for me. And that was uh, uh, when I opened up to this motherly energy. And uh, what I'm finding is it's very, uh, it's very innate, um, the people who are opening up to this motherly energy. Um, and it's kind of about one of the best things you can do is journal, honestly, to journal, uh, meditate, um, it got to a point where I was Googling, I did that at the beginning, you know, and taking things. And then I got to a place where I just needed to stop listening to what everyone else had to say. And then, um, I kind of put everything on mute. And, uh, for the last like year, year and a half, I have been just letting my heart lead me. 
and letting the divine feminine inside myself rise and speak and listen and witness and act um, instead of like, okay, what's what's so-and-so doing? And what's Daniel Laporte say? And what's Marianne Williamson say? Sure, these amazing women. Well, you know, what's Kelly Hickey say? Sure. Uh, oh my God, I just put myself in those categories. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Great work, Kelly. Put yourself in those categories. But of uh, Marianne Williamson and um, and other greats. But the reality is, I'm I'm in your ear right now. Um, I, but what's more interesting uh, to you um, and more relevant to you is listening to yourself, listening to that loving energy, seeing how it manifests in you, seeing what comes up, and that's what um, that's I think what's going to help us through is the honoring of that loving energy that that nurturing the taking care the um uh the helping one another and supporting one another because like let's think about it like if society if this was like legitimately the core of our society like it is in matriarchal cultures how much how much healing could we do how much more time would we have for you know mental health days how what would our workplaces look like if nurturing as opposed to bullying was the norm and you know there's a lot of people doing great work and focusing and they use different language in the corporate world uh you know but uh we are moving towards the nurturing piece uh because we know that mentoring works we know that bullying uh, has huge effects like the negative like what we're talking about is positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement so i mean there's all kinds of psychology behind this and What's interesting um, or kind of relevant is there's a collective consciousness that's moving towards this mothers and others kind of way of living, this this nurturing um, piece. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you're a big part of it. And we need you and we love you. And just thank you for all you do. Thank you to all the moms out there who do have children. Uh, oh my goodness, how hard is it to be a mom? Like, for sure, for real, it is so hard. Also, so rewarding, so challenging, so joyful. Like, it's it's just like everything, everything is just uh, turned up in volume <laughs> when you've got to uh, take care of another human being. I, mean, I didn't even mention, I'm sorry, uh, and, and uh, there will be all kinds of people's experiences I didn't mention by name, um, just for like lack of time. But think about like foster moms and adopted moms and um, all the people who, uh, you know, the grandmoms who end up being moms. There's, there's so many versions of uh, a mother and mothering. So like mothers and others, that's everybody. That's everybody. We're, th we're all thrown in that, that beautiful category where we're taking care um, of each other and taking care of ourselves so that we can live in a better world, a world that is more caring, more loving, um, and, and better fosters our growth and our evolution uh, versus uh, the kind of reality we have now where, you know, uh, in a patriarchal capitalism, well, money, money is God, right? And production, production, production. And that's not a sustainable life. It's not a happy life. Um, so I feel like a lot of the so-called millennials or so-called hipster movement is towards living a different kind of life a more richer life so that that uh, is it values the people in it uh more than you know um professional uh accolades or money in your bank or any of these things so to all of the mothers and the others who make our lives better who look after our children who help us along mad mega mega love to you 
thank you for all the work you do. Thanks to the cat moms and the dog moms who, you know, get beautiful, amazing relationship and love uh, exchange through that. Thanks to the aunties and the neighbors. Uh, thanks to everyone who looks after a kid. Uh, you know, the child care givers. Oh my goodness, it's a whole topic there. The child care. I mean, if you're in most parents in the Western world now, is two parents are working outside the home. So that means somebody's looking after our children. So there's the child care uh, people, there's the teachers. Uh, there's so many of us that make the world go round and they make this world better. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the work you do. You are appreciated, you are loved. And this time of the year, we celebrate you. Oh, oh, oh! I have special little bonus in here. Before I even get to uh, the featured song, I am going to throw in, I've recorded uh, a YouTube video from, um, is it Catnet or? Yes, Catnet, C-A-T and N-A-T. And it's these two moms from Toronto, Canada, uh, and why I was even introduced to them was I was at a, uh, a conference, it was the Newfoundland Labrador Organization of Women Entrepreneurs, and they had this awesome conference, and one of the people who were giving one of the talks was this awesome woman who was the social media director for Cat and Nat, and these women, I, I don't even know how many uh, people they have following, but the video I just uh, recorded for you guys that I'm going to play has 6 million views. So these women have gone viral. So it was amazing to uh, talk to this and get, uh, to get explained all of their journey through this uh, social media person who was giving the presentation. But since being introduced to Cat and Nat, which I hadn't been introduced to before, um, I am so in love with them. Their whole thing is kind of mom truths and they have a book out now, Mom Truths. Uh, it's really fun and smart and, and hilarious. They are two moms. They got seven kids between them. Um, and they've got a lot of learning, a lot of love, and uh, they've created an amazing mom community. They go and do events uh, all over the states and in Canada, big cities, where they do have a whole mom events where there's uh, like alcohol and uh, exotic dancers, but no one takes off their clothes because <laughs> according to them, no mom wants to see that. <laughs> And uh, it's just like it's a whole lot of fun and event is a mom's night out kind of thing. But besides that, they've just they've just created an amazing community of moms. And I wanted to put this uh, video in aid introduce you to Kat and Nat. Um, they're awesome Canadian women um, who have a lot to say and they're as funny as all hell. And I love the message of this latest video that I've seen by them. Uh, if you are a mom by any stretch, uh, I'm going to tell you you're a good mom. All right, I don't even know you. You're a good mom. Um, and uh, they explain it in such a way. Um, if you want to follow them, Cat Nat, check it out. But here's what they have to say. We're here to bring you a message to all moms. It's time. The movement is here. You know there was a bad mom movement? Yeah. It's a good mom movement. You are a good mom. It doesn't take much. If you do any of these things, you are a good mom. If you have any groceries at all in the house. Crackers, yep. yogurt drinks, Cheerios, cheese. That's food. FYI, butter, noodles, and salt are a full meal because now they have noodles with fiber. Take and that. veggies and the noodles. Do you buy those? No, but you could. <laughs> You're a good mom if you wake up in the morning. You get out of bed in the morning, you don't sleep in and get your kids to fend for themselves. You're actually a good mom. If you take your children to school where they're supposed to be, yeah. you're already a good mom. You are giving them the tools they need job. to succeed. And if they don't even look put together, that's not on you. You're old enough to put clothes on. You are old enough to figure out what to wear. What? And if there's rips in the knees, well, it shows that they play. So you're yeah. a good mom. You know what? If they were put together, every 
everyone would say I'm a micromanager. You're a good mom if you love your kids. They don't even have to love you back. You're still a good mom if you love them. They but love you, yeah. but they might, they don't like you. No, that's not that's on like, you. You know, it's just a lot of pressure people put on themselves that, that defines them to be a good mom. And really at the end of the day, it's just so freaking basic. It's so basic. They've been having kids for years. Who they? People. Since caveman days. Do you think the cavemen were worried about um, like what nutritional value was in their cave food? Women? Yeah. Stop it. Why do they only talk was. about cavemen? Why do we get so worried? Yeah, why are we so worried? Why exactly. are we so worried about like underwear? Yeah, I'm know? sure they didn't have balanced meals. Somehow their generation led to our generation, so must those moms must have been doing a good job somehow. Yeah. You yeah. know, we used to say that it would be better to be like a 70s or 80s mom, but I think yeah, it would have been caveman. easier to be a cave woman. Bit cold. <laughs> You're a good mom if you don't help your kids cheat. If you read to them, you're actually cheating. They need to read the books. Don't read them to them, that's cheating. They're too reliant on you if you're reading to them. First you're gonna read to them, then you're gonna do their homework. Yeah. Every time my kids ask me if, if I can have help with a project. Cheating? You're, that's cheating. You know what, if I- Obviously I know, I went to school, I figured it out. Now if, if I, I do feed it you food, that's cheating. Yeah. You know what, I, there's food in the fridge, you gotta make it yourself. Although we're joking a lot, all we wanna say is, don't cheat. You're a great mom. If you're watching this video, you're a good mom. And if you ever feel guilt, you're a really good mom because that means you care. Mm. All right, if you don't feel guilty, you're a good mom yeah, too. Good. She's good. I'm a good mom. You I know what? Guilty. Do you wake up and love your kids? Yes. Every day? Yes. All right, happy mom true day. You're a good mom. Don't cheat. You are a good mom. And now for the featured song of the show. Uh, if you are a longtime listener, you know how much I love this. Um, so when thinking about songs about mothers, it was kind of uh, it was kind of hard um, to to pick one out. And I only ever, um, for the most part, put uh, female musicians. And to tell you the truth, a lot of the songs about mothers were just like all other songs written by men. Uh, but I did come up with the song that I chose today. I'm so happy with it. I just re-listened to it again so I could record it. And it did bring me to tears again. Uh, and, uh, you know, it is by Taylor Swift. If you're not a T-Swift fan, um, you know, that's that's your <laughs> prerogative. Uh, I love her to death. I think she's really cool. Uh, you know, she's not unproblematic, just like anyone else is not unproblematic at times. Um, but uh, there, this song in particular is written, she wrote it for a surprise for her mother. And uh, if you want to see something really sweet, you should watch the video uh, on YouTube because it's a lot of like real home videos of, of her mom uh, and that's the what she did. So um, Taylor's mom, I don't know if she's one of those momagers, but she's been around Taylor's uh, career since the beginning, obviously. And uh, so Taylor wrote this song and recorded it kind of in secret so that she could give it to her mom on Christmas Eve. And so Taylor took the home videos and spliced it together. So that's the video that is um, on YouTube for for the song now and it's a lot it's a really beautiful kind of images that she she included of her mom and, and of her as a kid and all that but it's called uh the best day and uh why why i chose this one was yes it's about taylor and her mom and there's so many beautiful things in it that you know i could only hope to um my god i'm gonna ball i could only hope that my little girl um can think and say and feel the kinds of things that taylor uh sings and and, and talks about in this song about you know how your mom making it the best day and um you know even if especially when you're 13 <laughs> your friends aren't talking to you or uh what have you 
what's going on in your life and and you know like that and again I've chose this because it's it's about mothers and others because it could be an aunt or a cousin or a friend or a neighbor that turns it into the best day you know um and it can be you know anyone who kind of helps you escape and turns turns a, a hard time into a good who makes make sure you got your warm coat on who you know I, all of those those things that turn turn it into the best day and uh, Taylor Swift says that you know she could have all the friends in the world but if she had picked just one it would be her dear old mom so sweet right and in honor uh, of her mom she did this song and I just love it so much because it reminds you of um, you know this just that little time that you can take with little people <laughs> with others but particularly the little people that uh, really make huge impacts and all of us listening um, definitely have those people that you know uh, the ni- the nice days that you were taking out or, or, or an afternoon or maybe if it was just sit down playing Nintendo or whatever it was but um, just remembering and honoring the best days uh, that, that we have been given by those mothers and others who appreciate and love and, and do things for us and I am really grateful for the opportunity to be a mother I'm, opportun- I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be mothering um, to my clients and to um, uh, all the people in my life and it is a beautiful amazing journey that I have been on uh, where the mother mother the word used to be a very negative word for me and um, especially since becoming a mother myself but in particularly uh, since birthing also strong women co and mother is an empowering beautiful strong goddess word to me now and perhaps it can be for you even if you're a mother and another uh, this includes you you give love you nurture you help people you help others you mother yourself you are a mother and without further ado i will let taylor t swift taylor swift take it away in this beautiful song she wrote for her mom called the best day
Change.